Welcome, dads, friends, family, Team Superdad members all around the world. It's Monday night. That can only mean one thing. Yes, it's the wrap up. Two dads fixing the world so you don't have to. Roll thing. Welcome to Team Superdad. Real dads creating their best lives ever. More time, more money, more fun. You are not alone. You're on Team Super Dad. Well, 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 here we are. It's back. The wrap-up. 46, episode 46 this week. Glenn, a dating dad, infamously known across Twitter and uh, Southeast England. (laughs) 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 Further afield, if you're paying. And uh, yeah, great to see you, Glenn. How's it going? Good to see you too. I mean, have I, have I ever mentioned the fact that I am world famous? <laughs> I've told you the story oh, about once or twice. I've told I've told you the story about Vietnam. I'm sure. Yes. Or Thailand I, was it? Yeah. My, my my was it my sister, my brother, my friend, my brother. My brother is Glenn. He's uh, someone. Come on, for those who haven't heard it before, very. Your way, good if they haven't heard it before, they should have done. They should have been following us for a long, long time. But for very, very briefly, a uh, friend traveling in Thailand managed to bump into someone that I'd met traveling in South Africa. And she mentioned she knew me. Does he, he said, I'm from London. Oh, I know someone from London. Is it Glenn? Yeah. Which is kind of weird. That's bloody brilliant. Because they do that, don't they? When you're away. Oh, it, happens in, it happens when I see my family in Chicago all the time. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, man, I know an English guy too. <laughs> John Smith? He's <laughs> <laughs> from Manchester. And I was like, oh, cool, cool. Quite far away, actually, by the way. Mm-hmm, just a bit. Uh, but no, that's it. Nailed it. Like, <laughs> arrow. Straight through the flipping universe and into the six pixels of separation. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon, that's off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I guess depending on the types of bars you frequent and the kind of people you hang out with. That oh, I like all the people in all the bars. That, that, that circle shrank pretty quick, you know. <laughs> like It's like, a, like a, a moment out of the hangover, hangover two in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you hangover one or hangover two, and I'm not really sure about three, but hangover one or hangover two. Oh, well, I, I I don't remember them too well. I remember maybe that's quite ironic. In fact, um, <laughs> I remember I remember the Hangover one more, uh, and I feel like one or two evenings recently have been very much like that. Yeah. And I've had to work out what happened the next day, and that is always a good thing. Yeah, I, see, people love Hangover one, but Hangover two reminds me more of some of my weekends. In some in what way you you stole Mike Tyson's tigers? Oh no! And they 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 they're, they're away, aren't they? And then there's the little Vietnamese guy who like he he, he takes them places, and, and it's just and now I've never done what they got up to, but it did remind me of some of those weekends where you just like oh oh well yeah. you're not going to say you're not going to say you did it whilst on public radio. No, no, well, I've never had sex with a man, so... Uh... Mm, that you remember. I mean, <laughs> that, that that addendum is a stated and actual fact. Yeah, well, so they got answers on a postcard, uh, stamped address, envelope, if you want to win a prize. <laughs> <laughs> We're revisiting some old themes here. Well, let's, let's back up a second. You are listening to the wrap-up. You are watching the wrap-up if you're any on any of the socials. Um, I made a banner, so let's share it for the love of there you go. Wrap up 46. We're going to be you know, doing half century soon. It's going to be. I was going to say, with, 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 if we hit a four, then we, hit, we get a half century. Are we uh, going to be able to raise our bats, metaphorically speaking? Uh, we should talk about the hundred because I've been watching a bit of that. Um, four weeks time. We'll be quite close to, or we'll be just before Maybank holiday. No, Maybank holiday. Jesus. Oh, holiday. How yeah. drunk are we that we've woken up and it's, it's back to April? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I'm jumping about wildly here, right? We'll come back to that in a second. Uh, yeah, you are listening or watching The Wrap Up, which is the Team Superdad podcast. This is the funny, silly, irreverent show where uh, Glenn and I sort out the world, discover random things, facts, coincidences and synchronicities from our past. 
which if you've been listening to us from the start of when Glenn joined me, which I think would have been about wrap up 20, something like that, 2020. Something like that. Yeah. yeah it was, it was uh, legend has it. It's the, the point where it started getting really good. <laughs> yeah. It turns out we live about two miles apart from each other. Right. If you think, Meeting a mate in in a pub in 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 Thailand who someone who knows Glenn is random. Uh, discovering that the person you've just set up a podcast with lives a mile away from you is even more random. But <laughs> better than that, we are part of the Team Super Dad community, an awesome tribe of modern dads. Uh, creating our best lives ever you know we are equipping modern men to live with more power freedom and joy uh, so that we can literally um be the dad that we want to be and still have a shitload of fun which to me is too much of what is missing in the world today and uh, there are a lot of dad coaches around a lot of dad communities so if you're choosing to be with us then um then good to have you our Facebook group, I mean, I call it the community because we, we, we have the power list, which is our email, we have our events and stuff happening. But obviously the, the Facebook group is at the heart of it. And we just hit 203 members today. Woohoo! I know. I, I mean, <laughs> it's not like 20,000, you know, but it, but it is 200 and that is, there's a lot more than two. It's a lot more than 20. Uh, it's, so it's, it's pretty darn exciting. We, we're clocking up the, the views here live for the people that are watching live. Sorry for our podcast listeners. Uh, but for people that are watching live, you can comment. You can tell us anything. You can comment on Glenn's likeness of uh, Gareth Southgate. You can talk about my balding head or my the colour of my shirt. Both things uh, which <laughs> seem to come up in topic. Colour, colour of shirt is magnificent. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a lovely lovely blue sort of a a grey navy i know well prior to getting together with my wonderful lady i had a little date or three with another woman uh also called joe she was a uh she was great i've been really a lot of fun uh still mates really cracking woman uh she's a she's like a color consultant brand personal brand mm-hmm. So she said to me, but she wasn't direct about it. In fact, it's on one of the podcasts. She said to me, oh, well, it's all about the colours you wear, you know, and obviously you don't always wear the right colours, Johnny. <laughs> I was like, you mean you don't wear the right co- colours? Are colours, isn't they? I said, is this, is this why we, is this why it didn't, didn't go, go past the third date? She, she declined to answer that. So. But um, no, so she just left that dangling. So I've had so- to well, I had to go on GQ, well, Google first, and then on a bunch of different blogs and stuff, read about how do you know what colour suits you? And how do you know what colour suits you? It's about your, you have a skin palette. So yep, you, have, okay. you have either a very uh, sort of white, pale, kind of quite reflective skin, or as you can see from my face, I'm quite an olivey kind of brown <laughs> Not all real. I have a, a slight tint in my moisturizer, but uh, it is. Mo- sorry, sorry, you, you you lost me. Moisturizer. <laughs> I've moisturized every day since I was about sixteen. Since I started shaving, and that's why you look like a baby's ass. I know. I'm forty-seven. <laughs> that's pretty good, actually. Oh, hanging in there. Yeah. If only the hair had hung in there. So, <laughs> so many of my friends. So many men seem to be uh, bald these days. I'm wondering if it's something to do with sort of 90s club culture and alcohol fuel, but, I, but then, or, or are people, or are men just, it's just, it's just a lack of comb over. We, men don't wear hats anymore, so you can't hide it as well. And we don't comb our hair over in a certain way. So men just own it. You know, we want to be bald, be bold, own that shit. Uh, well, Oh, this is so many layers. This conversation, I love that sketch of um, of oh, flipping who's the Cockney geezer, comedian, stand up, Harry Enfield. Oh, he does uh, out out. Oh, Mickey Flanagan. Mickey Flanagan, my, my homeboy, literally from from Chingford. He does that sketch about syrups, and we're all in on it. And you, we're, I'm not going to say anything, and you're going to pretend that I can't see, but we're all in on it. Like, <laughs> I love that sketch. But uh, no, so my ex, she had this kind of thing about me not shaving my hair. So for a while, I had this sort of flappy peninsula. It's still quite short, but I sort of spiked it back a bit. And mm-hmm. it was a desperate cling on to 
what really was a, a, a sinking, it, basically. It, it is amazing. Men get given so much shit for trying to tell women what to wear, and rightly so, because, you know, we, we say, oh, yeah, yeah you should dress, women should dress sexy and feminine and all this sort of crap. Women should dress how the fuck they want to do. Women do the same to men. My ex used to not let me have a beard. It's like she used to make me get... I really like having a beard because it covers up more of my face. And for whatever reason, I want a beard for me, not because of other people, but because I want a beard. And I used to get rid of it all the time. Women, stop telling men how to dress and how to look. I'm okay, good. But surely if she's kissing you and she doesn't like beards and you didn't have a beard when you got together. But that would be on me. You're introducing no, a new dynamic to the relationship. It's like, would you mind if I do a like a sex thing with nappies on? Like, and she's like, no. I mean, like, well, no. I think I think having a beard and sex things with nappies. I mean, call me weird, but they're they're in kind of different fields here. Right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what your beard looks like, but it, it, it it's about you. If if she didn't like it, she could tell me. But it would be on me to whether I decided to do something about it, and then we'd we'd come to an agreement. She shouldn't be saying you've got to get rid of your beard. So, fuck off. If you love me, you would shave it off. How about that? That sort of shit. That sort of shit. No, that's bullshit. That's, that's emotional manipulation and blackmail. So if you love me, you wouldn't mind about my beard. And if you love me, then you, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's about compromise. And it's about her saying, look, my preference is this. However, it's your choice. And then I get to choose what I want to do. That's the difference. But kissing you feels like I'm kissing a fanny. What can we do about this? Yeah, and that's what, what can we do about this? But it's my choice. It's my decision, my body. You know, let me let me own it. Every every chubby inch of it. Have you ever kissed someone with a beard? <laughs> Weirdly, no. So what if it's awful? Th- that's something that I will never experience. So, but you don't know then that she might. Yeah, but I've, I've also ha- never, I've never given a blowjob. There are things that I probably at least will never remember having done now that doesn't mean whether it's good or bad i just it's nothing that's ever going to cross my experience threshold i know i've got a friend though her husband has a ridiculous well, not ridiculously long but it is a long beard mm-hmm. it's it's like you could say that yours is well kept looked after generally reasonably sort of styled you know like come on (laughs) just just for full disclosure i'm not a fan of beards myself (laughs) you can never tell i think people grow them because they can't be bothered to shave i think well um, firstly yes absolutely 100 percent. i can't imagine the mentality of someone who every day wakes up knowing that before they can do anything they've got to go through and shave off things that are naturally growing on their face it just it blows my mind i just i I despise stubble i despise i i i I, I actually enjoy the shave i enjoy the shave no, I'm, I'm actually my, um, uh, uh, earlier in the week, I was, uh, oh, we can talk about this in a bit. I was at my sister's wedding um, and my brother's, my brother kept going on. I mean, a couple of people actually did think I should grow this out into a nice big Viking beard. Oh, really big, chunky, well-trimmed, well-kept, but a big, chunky, nice, nice Viking beard. So, so then if you go to a classic car rally or a, maybe a darts event, a motorbike, mm-hmm you've already got the tattoos you're Mate. quite thin, no for, for a motorbike thing you're quite thin you might get uh you might get the wrong kind of propositions but but this could be the trick though maybe maybe you've been looking at the in the wrong places for your next date and um well i've actually i've actually i've actually started looking a bit more i downloaded all the apps again this week and i've been swiping like a mother foe um yeah i've been doing i've uh, got bumble and hinge and tinder and swipe it away and actually actually had uh one person sent me four or five messages on hinge once and one person's messaged me once on bumble today so out of a week of swiping that's actually the best result i've had in about two years are you paying fuck no (laughs) someone said the other day you're like like, if you want the results you've got to pay no if if you want to give your money to another corporation, you've got to pay. 
doesn't the algorithm they play with the algorithms they only show you the fit ones if you haven't been on, if you haven't been on for four weeks they'll show you a like a a, like a, a rush of, of fit ones. And, and not only that for every woman there are i think it's somewhere depending on the platform between six and nine men for every single woman and that's not even every conventionally attractive woman as well so for every conventionally attractive woman there's probably about 20 30 40 men um so every single one of them is going to be swiping right on every single woman many of them every single attractive woman and most women in general and so i'm going to be lost amongst the, the clouds you know the, the odds are low you do have a beard and you do have tattoos so for exactly. those women that say into be, into beards into tattoos you know what i'm custom made for you i wonder I, is that like a euphemism for for netflix and chill uh, like, I, I don't know it. but if it is i'm playing the odds you know i'm, I'm up in my chances like, what's it called when they shit on you at the... <laughs> <laughs> scatting is that it <laughs> oh god so when it says beards and tattoos it actually means i like to i want you to shit on me <laughs> we are we are very we are we are surfing on very different websites yeah. here my man i'm just trying to set you up there you know <laughs> <laughs> my mate said you'd like this <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was at my, this is the thing, I've had to go on the apps because even like all the events you'd normally meet someone, they're not working. It was my sister's wedding on Friday. It was an amazing, lovely day. Instead of a wedding cake, she had a cheese, like piles of cheese going up. Um, it was a country mansion near me, like literally 15 minutes walk from me opposite my kid's school. I had no idea it was there. Like a Beatrix Potter story. (laughs) It was amazing. In the country mansion. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been there. I know that venue. Bradbourne uh, House or something like that, I think it is. Yeah, it's 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 like you've been whisked away into a into a, a you know quintessentially English sort of summertime story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it really is perfect weather, and she looked beautiful. And I love my new brother-in-law. Uh, you know, he's they've been they've been together for a decade. They've got a couple of kids, bought houses, and all that sort of that. So they're they're together together. This was just the thing to do, um, and it was a lovely, lovely day. But of course, you go to these things. Firstly. I had my kids, so I wasn't really out on the prowl. But you keep your eyes open. Um, I genuinely don't think there was a single, single woman there. No. Like in, in a, at a wedding. This isn't the first time. I think I mentioned I went to a wedding last year, and there was one single woman there who was the mother of the bride. Um, that wouldn't really have been the done thing either. So you're meant to meet people at these sort of events and, and you just didn't. And so it was like, I'm just going to kick back and relax and enjoy myself because I do love a good wedding. There's something about just the atmosphere of everything. And (laughs) we did drink an awful lot. I think I must have, I don't know how many hundreds I spent on, on shots and booze and bits and pieces. And I'm just very quite, I'm quite thankful that my children are incredibly responsible when they all looked after themselves and we all kind of walked home together. And then I just got into bed and fell asleep, crashed out and passed out on the sofa. <laughs> Face down. And my youngest boy, he did. Um, I didn't realise this. Obviously, I was very, very drunk, but I didn't notice. He just went to bed, lay down in his full suit and just, just lay there and just went asleep. And woke up next morning, staggered down his head, hair all askew and just uh, as, as if he was drunk nearly as much as I had. That's the photo I saw. I thought he was. I thought uh, that explains that photo now. Yeah, totally, totally. Kids can do that though, can't they? Kids, kids. It must have been twenty three, twenty four degrees last been Friday. It he was pretty toasty. Yeah, slept in a full suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kids, man. I got mine back this week. My buddy got COVID pinged. No way. Yeah, last week of term. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week of primary school so all those facebook photos of here's my kid in 2005 here they are in 2011 Mm -hmm. i've got a video on youtube of his first day and uh it you know and he's at at school full stop no it's 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 i made this video of his first day so we start off at home and he goes hi my name's jago and uh it's my first day at school you might not have heard it it's Jubilee primary school. And then <laughs> the music drops in and then we do this whole like turning up thing. So we were going to recreate it. And then we flipping got COVID gooned. And, uh, and oh. so 
he had so she had to go and get them the coals the coals of the levers barbecue were on mm-hmm. so they were about to have their levers barbecue so and them, he was so he got pinged during the day it wasn't like he, he knew about it in the morning or something like that no no because obviously the mum got pinged they, they, they were, right they were at a barbecue over the weekend and someone even though they'd done a lateral flow um they turned up having done negative tests and then one of the people at the party um woke up on monday morning and had a positive test and so they had to flip in shut the shut the, shutting this party down and uh yeah so my daughter cried literally for three hours straight because she missed sports day i love how competitive she is i absolutely love how and, the, and <laughs> she's good at sport she's not as good as she could be right because she's done more dancing than sport which is great she's an amazing dancer and i love that but all all people and i'm not going to say all women or all men all people should play sport I, I think it, re- it teaches you so much about yourself and about other people as well. Yeah. And you can turn up anywhere. If you like, if you can catch a ball, hit a ball and kick a ball, even at the most mm. entry level, wherever you go, that you, you, you're included, you know, mm. a, beach, a beach party, uh flipping barbecue at a friend that, that, that is, whereas who can play tennis? Yeah. I've never got tennis. Mate, you? Like, so when I throw her the ball and it just hits her in the face, I I'm not okay with, she's getting better we've been practicing we've been playing catch outside this week but yeah so covid she missed yeah, sports day but she you know, running race she would have she was in for the in for that she would have been good at, and uh but he was more gutted about just the whole levers award ceremony the party in the park the barbecue everything and and uh <laughs> have you ever experienced how shit schools are at it like like yeah, I mean, they're not renowned for their technical knowledge, are they? So, so the ex says to me, I think you better go. We, like, we're going to watch on, on Zoom. We're going to watch on Zoom. We're here. They, they said they're going to, like, do the Leavers Assembly, the whole award ceremony, and they're going to do it on Zoom. And there's a few families, like, we're in the same situation. So she goes, but I think you better go as a backup. <laughs> and in my in my kind of innocence i was i was like oh i was, I was like sitting down to work i was gonna make the most of the afternoon and then and I was like, oh yeah okay good, good idea so i get there oh bloody funny so you know a couple of weeks ago i told you about the the guy that i went and had a beer with and we cleared up the thing that i've hated him for for years did we talk about that? <laughs> no i don't think i don't think we did right this is like a ronnie corbett story right ronnie, so we've got to hang on hang on to the zoom call thing right Okay. Okay. It's in the background. Right. There is a dad who I have not spoken to for about four years because something was in the court papers that could only come from him and was completely false, was completely inaccurate. Right. So court papers, family court, family court when I was, so, um, so I, I was like sort of treated him like, you know, like a double agent, you know, like he was, he was, he was from the Gestapo. Right. So I've given him a serious wide berth and kind of like, cause I really was like, if, if, if I get much closer to him, I'm going to throttle the, throttle the boat. And um, so anyway, not only are our boys going to the same school, but they seem to more and more frequently play each other against football. And then my boy says he wants to play cricket and I know this lad goes there and the, the dad's going to be there. By the way, the bloke's sound, top bloke, right? And um, so so we went out for a beer the other week. We went out for a beer. And this is this is the magic thing about men, right? And I, and I, and I believe women can, can do this to some degree and women seem to manage long-term friendships very well as, as well as, as, as my current good lady will, will testify. But Bearing in mind, I wanted to rip his head off for the last four years. Within 20 minutes, we were laughing like trains. I got the piece of paper out, showed him. We sorted that out, um, had two pints, shook hands, and, and, um, and, and it's, all, it's all good. So we get to the Leavers, uh, the Leavers Awards Ceremony Assembly thing. Of course, guess who's the first? I'm, the, I'm like second person there. Guess who's the first person there? <laughs> And that is the magic of life. Like when you, when you get things complete, when you 
clear up. Like if you've got a beef with someone, it is much better to, to flip in, just get it sorted, basically. Yeah. Life is just too short. And, and so often, like you think, these things can often be just be misunderstandings. There's so many situations where you build it up in your head as this, this major issue, this big, big problem. And then after a couple of minutes of talking, it's like, oh, actually, it's all right. We're okay. Let's, let's, just, let's just move on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a mate once that we lived with. He, 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 the, the bank sent me a new uh, cash card. He opened it and maxed it out. <laughs> no. All right, that's a dick move. I mean, it's funny depending on what you spent it on, but that's still a dick move. So when I found out, I was like, okay, but this is like way too good a mate to lose over money. Uh-huh. And I just said, let's get this sorted. And, um, and then just carry on like 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 we've like we've always been. Mm-hmm. And uh, credit to him, uh, totally. That's what we've done, and uh, can count him as one of like my best mates still. Like, but I, I think I think that you need the friendship first. So I I had someone where just before my oldest was born, actually, um, for my oldest, my second, I had a kid like a week or two from from being born, um, and he came to me. I'd I'd, I'd known him for about six months a year or so i'd met him for a friend and he, he was he was a mate but he came to me and said and basically so, told me this sub story about uh work missing work tools and needing to replace them otherwise he's going to get fired and needed to borrow at the time it was a lot of money to me it was three four hundred quid something like that and and I, I didn't have much money to spare but i said okay mate i'll sort you out i gave it to him didn't see hide nor hair of him for for nearly a year um, and then literally two days before I moved out of that house somewhere else, I got a po- uh, this letter posted through the door. Basically, he'd just been a, a drug head um, and um, apologized and gave me a check and, um, and and kind of paid me back. But that sort of person, you know what? I don't need you in my life. You know, yeah. if you're going to do that and be that sort of person, I'll take the check, I'll cash it. And then I'm happy that I never saw him again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you say, I guess it depends how long you've been friends. Hmm. And the value that you put on that friendship up to that point, and what you see of it in the in the future, mm. um, and yeah, someone someone very important to me. So, uh, it's, and that's that's the saying. It's a good good to, to forget. Oh, I heard this beautiful thing this week. Right, he said, forgiveness is not forgetting, but it's remembering without being angry. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Forgiveness, remembering without the anger. Yeah, love that. I might um, put that on a motivational poster and stick it on the wall. Yeah. In fact, in fact what I could do is I could scribble. I could scribble it over something. That, um, <laughs> not quite. So, um, I I don't claim to be an artist at all, but. Um, above, my, I, I think I shared it on oh, Twitter, and it's, yeah, yeah. so I, I, I did a, a painting for myself to fit above my bed, to give my room a little bit of colour, and it was blue stripes and verticals and blacks and different colours, and I, I, I quite like it. Um, and a friend of mine, she saw the video that I'd put online, um, and when she popped round to, to visit one day, she had a look at the picture, um, and she really liked it. She just bought a house and said, "Can I do her a painting?" And so. What I've done is full nude, selfie this, <laughs> this bad boy. You can't read and that, for the people on the podcast. Oh, this is podcast gold. It's, it's, yeah. it's massive. It's it's four foot by or three foot by four foot, and it's kind of blues and blacks, and there's a stripe of like white and gold and and that so on like that. The gold horizon in the middle. That's exactly what it was meant to be. So she, the only, the only the theme that she gave me was the colour blue, uh, and that was it. And so what I've done is kind of a an abstract seaside-type thing. So you could look at it and think it's a sea, but also you could just look at it and think it's just a nice load of blues and shit. <laughs> so basically, that makes me technically a commissioned artist. It does. I feel like I need to get the picture that I made with my daughter when we did make and do yesterday, because uh-huh. it is absolute, I think the absolute antithesis of what you've just shown, I think. 
<laughs> I love doing it though because what I, what I do is I just I crank up my music loud. So um, the first one I did was uh, Radiohead's anthologies. This one was Muse. Uh, crank oh, up the music loud. Oh, drink on. a load of oh, fuck off. Muse are amazing. <laughs> Muse are rock gods. Um, drink a load of wine and then have to start it by uttering the words "fuck it" and just go. Because otherwise you get you get paralysed by this beautiful, like pristine canvas, and you're thinking every bit I put on that is if it's not the way I want it to, then it's going to fuck it up. And then you realise that if you don't put it on there, it's 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 not even going to get a chance. So wow. fucking do it. That's deep. That's beautifully deep. And it's a bloody good photo, a bloody good picture, painting. Whatever. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. So if anyone does want any more, then I'm I'm happy to take orders. <laughs> yeah, that's very very expensive. <laughs> my daughter's making signs at me right what are you saying are these gang signs i think these are gang signs aren't hey, they could i be quiet because you're going to sleep but what no, about no, his no, millions no, of fans doing charades just tell me what's happening now whilst johnny is is talking i shall fill the air because it's all about quality content and and for those watching on video, you can see Johnny miming. And for those who are listening to the podcast, you can hear Johnny miming. He's back. And his listening to him miming is every bit as entertaining as watching it. <laughs> He's back. He's back. That's my daughter um, asking me what time, uh, what time she's going to bed. <laughs> to which I had to remind her about the conversation we had at nine o'clock when I planned on putting her to bed and she refused. Oh, refusals! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that shit don't sit with me. <laughs> oh, yeah, but she 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 kind of wrapped it up with the, like a cuddle and watched some more TV together. No, and, no, 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 and unless unless it's kind of a, a sporting event or a, a late night movie, we're all watching or something like that. Bedtime is sacrosanct for me. Glenn, when I was at your house the other day, and you had been when the when the curtain came down and they all marched off like boom, just regimented it was beautiful beautiful there's no arguments i say right bedtime they all know the drill they know that there's just no point arguing or even commenting on it and uh all screens get placed downstairs or put in my hand everyone goes into bed into their bedrooms and that's it there is no there is no coming down after that it's you know what you're you're dead to me it was when you locked the doors and shouted lights out that's (laughs) (laughs) I got, a, I got an inkling for a past career that you may have either enjoyed or missed uh, out on having. <laughs> <laughs> Did your dad? No, no prison officers in your family. Uh, let's just finish the story, though, about the Zoom thing, because uh, Ronnie Corbett would never leave his, his story. Back at the school and the, and the, and the, and the leavers thing, they, they'd not got it nailed at all. So as as this cer- ceremony, the awards ceremony, the assembly, the final moment of my boy's primary school history life, and he was missing out on, I can see him on my phone. He sat in the, in the, his mother's lounge in his school uniform, literally looking as, you know, when someone's trying to put a, put a smile on, but they're absolutely devastated. It was, mm-hmm. it was yeah. Um, and yeah, the teacher's going to me. We can't do it. We don't know. We have, we haven't got a Wi-Fi. Password. You mean you can't? Do it. Just set it up, you dickheads. No, no, the school's hall, we borrowed one of the other school's hall, and they wouldn't give them the Wi-Fi password because that would be a breach of their IT. And so then... But so, it wouldn't! <laughs> so, so then they said, oh, we, we're trying to find you a guest password. But, but in, it, they couldn't find a guest password. So thankfully, I was there. I had a tripod, my mobile phone, on a rig with a mic, because we've got the equipment, right? So everyone's looking at me like, what the hell are you doing? And then and then I get I get the nod and like, oh, we're really sorry, we can't uh like, is that why you've got all that stuff with you? I was like, Yes, that's why I have all this stuff with me. God. So so yeah, so I, I was zoom zooming to like three families, uh the the levers the levers assembly, yeah. So Steven Spielberg eat your heart out. I probably could be, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, well, no, no. I could be in. I'm it. sure. I'm sure some of those kids looked as ugly as ET. Ah, oh, well, they're at that age, aren't they? They're eleven. You know, kids, bless them. When they're between, what well, I'm, I'm going to find out for sure, but you know better than me. It's some sort of between eleven and fourteen. 
they just look like a bag of arms and head and boobs and shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's like, um, you know, in those uh, cartoons where they get some sort of transformation from one thing to another, like in, uh, I don't know, uh, the emperor's new groove where Cusco is turning from a man into a, this, into a, that, into a llama. And you've got limbs kind of poking out in random places and at different lengths and so on. That's what it is with kids. Like one day you'll wake up and, and their elbows will be so far out yet. Their forearms will be short, like a fucking T-Rex. And then, (laughs) then it'll be kind of legs will suddenly grow. and, And it's, it's, Come on, you look you look like a cartoon, kids. Just you're human. Be human. Oh no. But they'll say, Daddy. It's like a it's like the ugly duckling, isn't it? Daddy, do I look weird? No, darling. You look wonderful. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Yeah, you absolutely look weird. Don't worry. You'll probably possibly grow out of it. <laughs> well, yes. No, you often see that, don't you? Like the the, the especially I think in well, no, I think obviously girls and boys, but you know the girls look like braces and the hairs all weird and glasses, and then boom, they hit sixteen, seventeen, and yeah. But this is the thing: everyone thinks this happens, and then they take the glasses off and they undo their hair, and all of a sudden they're these pristine goddesses. It's like no, that doesn't happen for most people. Most people are not in that top ten percent of attractiveness, and that's okay because everyone can't be attractive. Some people are gonna be ugly. And most people are somewhere in the middle and you have to find where you are, be fucking comfortable with it. And then if you want to improve that, do things like shaving your head and growing a beard. That's what you've <laughs> got to do. That's all there is to it. Just own what you've got and maximize the shit out of it is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, that is, that's how you get ugly short blokes with hot women. Is They bring, they bring as Gok Wang said, it's all about the confidence. And any man who walks into a room and, and, and you can tell when someone's got it, you can tell when someone is actually confident. And that is one of the sexiest things in the fucking world is a man who, who doesn't matter what he looks like, who knows who he is and knows what he's about and knows what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has this been a bit of a theme this, this week in, in team super dad is just about that inner happiness and how long would you put up with not being happy before you decide, hang on a minute, I'm not happy and I'm, and I'm going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the difference between deciding you're going to do something about it as opposed to trying to fix everybody else or blaming other people or it's my job. It's not fair. She's a nightmare. I mean, I, I did a lot of that myself, but, you know, and, um, and it, it, sadly that can mean that as you work through some of that your stuff yourself like this is not what i signed up for or mm-hmm. you just do one on your kids because that's that's not okay but if if you're in a relationship that just isn't working if you're in a job that just isn't making you know isn't fulfilling you or is, is is wearing you down then your happiness is your responsibility just like your confidence is your responsibility um we we we've we got to stand up and 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 what's that you know it's, um stand up and be counted like it's it's time to to say right okay well this is what i'm up to this is what i'm not willing to to take mm. i just chatted to a, a guy today and i had to say to him um because i said to him like you know like all, all new members of team super oh 203 members in the team super dad community yeah you mentioned that earlier yes it's uh it's getting there we're cranking those numbers up so i, I said to, is he, he just he came in a few weeks ago and i said look everybody everyone that joins <clears throat> I, I invite to have a chat with me. And um, so he's telling me all this stuff and they didn't book the call. And then, and, um, and I said, and I was like, look, I don't, I've, I'm not qualified to help you with some of the stuff you've just mentioned. And we, we might not be right to work together, but dad to dad, man to man, take me up on the opportunity to have a call because I've probably been through some of your stuff and you could take something from that that will help you end this shitstorm that you think you're stuck in. Well, it, and it's about people owning that because I, I, I may have mentioned this already on the on, on the pod. So sorry if I'm repeating myself, but you know we pick up new listeners all the time. I, I work in sales, and um, yeah, in fact, we call it loads of different things. But but a big part of my job is is sales, and there are only two winners 
in any sales process. There's the people who actually win the contract, and then there's the people who spot it's not right and they're not going to win, and they stop it really, really quickly so they don't waste their time. Yeah. Everyone else, to a greater or lesser extent, is a loser. Now, if you know, if everyone goes into relationships thinking they're going to win. Otherwise, why the fuck are you going into it? Now, if at some stage you realize I'm not going to win on this, then the best thing you can do is say, you know what? Let's cut, let's cut this. Let's done. Let's, let's call it a day and let's move on. So I'm not wasting your time. You're not wasting my time. And we don't get any, nothing gets any worse. The quicker you do that, the better it's going to be. And the more likely you are to, to, to win out of that situation for yourself. You're not a loser unless you stick around in something you absolutely know is not right for you. Yeah. It's not the 1950s. Like we're not stuck married. It's not a flipping curse or sin to get divorced anymore. It doesn't mean you're a, a freak or a, or a loser. Do you know what? That whole till death do us part thing. Well, it means all ghosts are single. So you know what? In the afterlife, I'm going to be fucking laughing. No, I, I hung on to my vows big time. And I, I, I think like all those, all the bits of the vows are good and solid. Like listening in house, rich and poor, definitely mm-hmm. until death do us part. Having, having been through that experience now, I'm kind of like, do you know what? It's not till death to us part. It's like, so long as we stick to the thing that we said we were going to stick to. Or... And, and, and this is, this is not to say marriage and, and relationships in general are disposable. Far fucking from it. You work the shit out of it, but that's because you want to make it work and you still see value in it. Yeah. It's, and, and while you're still into that, then work your ass off, make it work. Relationships are not always easy. And I hate this throwaway culture that we've got that, that people just think, oh, well, let's just chase something else. No, actually, sometimes relationships need you to work through some shit. But it's when you know, you know, everyone fucking knows when you know it's not right and it's not good and it's going to be hard to break up. Be brave. Be a man. Own that shit. Own your future because you're not going to get any more of it. This is a finite life we've got. So make sure that you cut your losses as quickly as you can and get ready for the next chapter. Yeah. And actually that attitude as well may well cause the transformation, cause bring about the repair that's required as well. Because too often men have been pussyfooting around like, oh, I can't break up. I can't lose this. I got all my family. Um, it's very easy for me to say that after five years and having been through the flipping eye of the storm and hell, flipping mental health and all that stuff. Um, it's easy to say at this point in time, five years old, you'll be all right. But being divorced is a, is, is a, is no picnic at mm. all. But staying in a relationship that hasn't worked for however many years is a flipping waste of life. So, But it can also be the thing that might spark their relationship back into life because oh, yeah. There's a, there, there is a thing about if, if, if you feel like someone needs you, like absolutely needs you, they can't survive, mate, that's, that's a lot of pressure. That's not nice. But if they're with you, because you know, they want to be with you, they're choosing to be with you actively, not just because it's easy, not just because it's what they know, but because they actively want to, that becomes different. Now, it, that means if you're with someone and, you know, that they think, oh, well, he's, he's always going to be with me. It doesn't matter what I do. You know, he, I can fuck around. I can do what I want. And, and you yeah, know, we'll always be there. Then that, that lessens your value in that relationship. Whereas if you're in a position, you're saying, you know what? I want to be in this relationship and I'll work hard at it, but I don't need to. Yeah. I can walk away at any stage. I will be fine. Well, and that, cool. that, that raises your status. It raises your value in that relationship and makes the other person think, you know what? Maybe I need to invest a little bit in this. Maybe I need to earn their love a little bit more as well. And it can really change and level out that power divide. Yeah. Well, codependency. I didn't even mm-hmm. know really what that was or what it meant until someone brought it up with me. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Totally did that. So like, mm-hmm. you can't be happy unless you're with that person, you can't be happy unless that person supports you. You can't like, and, um, uh, what did, uh, part of being in a community like team super dad, being in a group of men, like-minded men, people that are lifting you up, holding you to account, sharing knowledge. That is so important for men because Mm. you're not then asking that of your partner. Like, your relationship does not need that shit. You don't need 
to be each other's been everything mm-hmm. because it's just too much, you know, sure. Be an encourager, be a supporter, be a, be a lover, be a partner, like be a, be a friend, but it can't be everything. And, and that's why you need to say to people like, can you just get yourself off somewhere else and get the support and love you, you know, and then come back when you're ready for to have some fun because yeah. too many relationships get put through the ringer with, 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 with too much expectation and too much pressure and too much, flipping can you save me because no one else can it's just not on yeah i i mean i i i'm i'm very much an advocate for each person having a joint life absolutely but each also having their own individual elements of that because if you have if you aren't going out and seeing your friends and seeing people that the other person doesn't know um or might know obviously but isn't like in the same friendship group with the fuck are you going to talk about you're going to yeah. talk about the things they already know because you're at home or work that's it. That that shit gets real old real quick. So yeah. you both need things to bring to the table, your own interests, your own passions, your own hobbies. Have joint ones, absolutely, but you don't need to do everything together. Um, it, 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 in my opinion, it keeps life interesting, it keeps you talking, keeps you gives you something to chat about, gives you something to bond over and to share, even though you're not sharing it in person. Absolutely. And I've got something to share with you, Glenn. Is it an STD? No, no, that's better oh. now. Singing and the burning has gone down. <laughs> uh, I bought a, some pale ale craft beers in Lidl the other day. Oh, you had me at Lidl. They basically ripped off Brewdog. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lidl. I love them. Those they guys are... <laughs> are just geniuses. <laughs> they ripped off Brewdog. It's in the same size cans. Mm-hmm. It's it's silver but it's slightly sort of green metallic-y green and it's just their craft ipa pale ale uh naturally it's half the price of of brew dog so instead of being like seven quid for 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 four cans it's three four quid for four cans so a bit more does it my- taste like shit though no tastes like brew dog oh this is so good i know so I good that. my mate's always got like 20 cans of brew dog in his fridge and i know that because he offers kindly i offers me to help him drink them so uh, so i was delighted to tell him that Lidl do this this flipping brew dog ripoff which is spot on see i there's there's one of uh, it's either an aldi or a little opening uh, over the road to me and i just can't wait until it does and i, I kind oh, of i drove past it when i came to, it's huge yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a really nice chunky unit, um, and it's walking distance. You know, it's on the way home from my kids' school. So if that is the case, then my my beer, not my indoor beer fridge, my garden, my my garage beer fridge, it's running low. It needs stocking, and yeah. so I will happily happily take the little route rather than going down the the normal standard Tesco whatever's. Yeah, and. Uh... Far be it for me to say that there is actually a difference between Lidl and Audi, but I do prefer Lidl to Audi. So, yes. I, I, I know there is a difference. I, am I, can I say what that difference is? Absolutely not. Which one's got the middle aisle? Which one's got the, the glorious random chainsaw aisle? They both do that. They both but, do the middle aisle. But Audi can't, it doesn't sound quite as cool because Lidl can say it's in the middle of Lidl, the middle of the middle of Lidl. <laughs> Oh, alliteration for the win. Audi can't say that. They can't say, they can say the middle of Audi, but it's not quite as cool. The middle of Lidl. Only in the middle of Lidl can you buy an angle grinder and a riding crop in the same job. (laughs) Now that is a Saturday night. (laughs) Saturday night. Well, well, well. Um, Well, Glenn, you know, this has been a lovely uh, little session, basically. We did get a little bit, heavy on the on the on the don't get stuck in relationships there but i think that's an important message um we will be back next week mondays mondays on the on the on the wrap-up i've got a couple of of um interviews conversations i don't like to call them interviews got a couple of conversations in the can ready to publish um um yarrick yarrick what's his bloody second name I hope you're not asking me. No, I've mi- do you know what I've done there? I've mi- I've mixed his first name and second name up to make Yarrick. It's not mm-hmm. it's 
it's Yarrow Starrick, uh, online entrepreneur. Uh, his his podcast is ready to go, as is Dan Reed's. So keep an eye out for both those. We've got some other uh, great conversations lined up. If there's any topic that you, the listener or the viewer, would like us to cover on those serious sessions, also the training sessions on Tuesdays in the Team Super Dad group, then let me know. Last week, we did a little Q&A. Uh, tomorrow's session, I'm I'm going to be rerunning the Happy Dad five day challenge in a couple of weeks. So tomorrow in the um, Tuesday coaching session, we'll be talking about basically the Happy Dad five day challenge, and uh, and basically the the kind of the 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 pillars of happiness for for men in our modern day lives. So one uh, thirty, if you want to watch the live, if not, you can watch the replay. Until Where can they watch the replay? Where can they watch the replay? Ah, well, thank you for that. The best thing to do is come to teamsuperdad.com forward slash group and uh, you will get both the invite to the live event and you'll get shared the replay as well. So uh, be sure not to miss it. We, How long till we can get up to? What When you get to 200, do you have to go 250 or can you just go straight to 500? What's the, What becomes the next target? Think back to the Blue Peter um, thermometer thing. What do yeah, I, I would say if in poker, I'd go 100, 200, 500,000. So, okay, so I'd go 500 will go next. Right. So the next membership milestone is uh, is 500. Which... If we get to 500, can we do a Team Super Dead poker night? Uh, oh, well, that's what we can do. <clears throat> On the 21st of August at Teeson Park in Maidstone, we are going to be having the second annual Team Super Dead family picnic which uh, I'll be putting up the event and some flyers, digital flyers for this week. But yeah, two summers ago, we had the first ever uh, Team Super Dad family picnic at Teeson Park. And yeah, it's August, Saturday, the August 21st, 1pm at Teeson Park. The Ox, Ox, Oscos uh, are invited, if that's your weekend. Oh, it's not my weekend. And I'm looking at my diary right now. I've got, <laughs> I've got it all booked out and I've just got day drinking put in the diary so i'm pretty sure i'm uh, i've got something in for that but if that falls through then i will day drink with you my friend day drinking like one of my favorite episodes of uh the uh <laughs> oh, fuck's sake brain this dementia is driving me mental uh <laughs> you know if you had a beard you wouldn't be so demented that's all i'm saying I mean, I, one of us has got a beard and one of us hasn't. That's 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 no. that's correlation. That is. That's that's like our random deck. You can say, "Oh no, I like the one with the beard." Oh no, 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 I like the one without the beard. That's it. That's good. <laughs> okay. Well, Glenn's very much available. I am taken. I'm off the market. Glenn. Yes, I'm. I'm, I'm happily on the market, ladies. And you know what? It's been a lockdown. It's been a long lockdown. So probably some gentlemen as well. Just just hook, hit me up, people. Hit me up. Yeah, available on all good uh, dating apps at the moment. (laughs) 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 Glenn, as always, lovely stuff. I'll see you next week. Have a good one. Till then. This has been Team Super Dad. Find us at TeamSuperDad.com. Join the program and create the best life ever for you and your children. You are not alone. You're on Team Super Dad.